Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast, I've Got Time, with Sherry and Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and healing to become aligned with the best version of ourselves. Hey girl. What's up, baby? <laughs> that is a mad aggressive. What's up? Sorry. What's up with you, girl? <laughs> um, I'm chilling. I am anxious and also excited to go back to my hometown this week. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've been there. The last time, it's been more than a year for sure. Maybe two years. That's crazy. Was the last time you went, the last time we went? Yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So I'm excited, you know. It's always super difficult when you move away from home and then you go back because then everybody be trying to see you, trying to see you. But then it's like you all, your energy spread thin. And yeah. that makes me have anxiety just thinking about that. But, you know, I got better with boundaries and stuff like that. And also just being clear to who it is that I'm going to see when I'm there. Mm-hmm. And maybe not even mentioning to other people that I'm not there. It's like... Posting a story, and then when you get back, it'll be like, dang, I know you was in town. Already gone. Yeah. Just handling business. <laughs> if you say you handling business, they can't question it, you know? What business you handling out here? You ain't been out here forever. I mean, you really don't have to explain yourself to people anyways, you know? Hmm. So. Guess who doesn't have boundaries? <laughs> <laughs> we working on it. We working on it. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I'm okay. I feel a little hungry. Didn't you just eat? I did. Your metabolism is now playing. Yeah. I always need a snack. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be clear. These snacks that she's talking about, it's not a bag of chips. It's not a Snickers bar. It's a whole plate of food. It's a snack. Doesn't make sense to me. I feel good though. I feel excited for you. This is like it's a moment, you know. I'm glad you're excited for me. I know how you really felt about it. <laughs> what you mean? Just like kind of off topic, but not. But mm-hmm. you know, we was just watching like Love and Marriage DC, and when you watch like those shows about marriage or relationship shows, it make you reflect on your own behaviors in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I don't really ask for permission for stuff. Am I like those husbands? Am I just doing what I want all willy nilly, <laughs> and then telling you about it afterwards? I do do that. You do. Do it bother you? Um, I guess it depends on what it is. I'm not yeah, like buying on... a gym behind your back or anything. Yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like making major purchases or nothing, but yeah, how does it make you feel? You just like, uh, it depends on what it is. Um, I think it just be stressing me out sometimes. Mm. Like, yeah, dang, why haven't you said that? Because what I'm going to do? Communicate. You have to communicate what's happening I mean, or like, if it's bothering you. Like, people do not be aware. Like, you know. I feel you. I don't know. I just. I don't like. 
presenting things that I don't have a solution for. Mm-hmm. Because then, what's the... I understand bringing it up, but at the same time, what's the point of bringing it up? The point of bringing it up is to have a conversation, to mm-hmm. communicate your needs, or if you have an issue somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that we can move forward in a healthy direction, like, so we mm-hmm. can make better practices in our relationship. Like, you have to communicate what's going on, or if you feel some type of way, even if it's very small and insignificant, like, yeah. Yeah. Please do that, because that's crazy. I didn't really think about it, you know. I just do stuff. I don't really think about it because I be thinking, this is my life. But I also don't be thinking, like, how much is this is going to impact other people, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. It's cool, baby. It's all right, dog. Everything's going to be all right, dog. <laughs> Different context if anybody remembers that but see what's something else I want to say it's Wayne but I'm pretty sure it's not Wayne it's somebody down there though down there <laughs> yeah. is there anything you want to get off your chest this week just real quick didn't have this written down but I want people to stop being rude to people that are providing you a service. Mm. If one more person is rude to me at work because they have a personal issue that has nothing to do with my job, I might scream. I might. Yeah. It's always the people that are, like, privileged in a way. They have this feeling of entitlement. And so when something is not going their way, they literally can't deal. And they just start lashing out on other people. Like, it's very weird. Mm -hmm. Working in years of retail and customer service, I have seen this so many times. Mostly with white people. But there is a lot of black women who give us a bad rep. Because they be having an attitude and getting crazy with people. Mm -hmm. And, like... It's just unnecessary. Um, you catch more flies with honey. Ciao. <laughs> like, if you need something, somebody to do something for you, if you're polite, if you, like, calm, mm-hmm. can explain stuff clearly, then more chances are you going to resol- receive the help you need. And probably at a faster manner. If you're being rude to me and being a dick, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my time. I might lie and say I can't help you. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I just... This lady got... She, like, got smart with me. Mm -hmm. And it was like... Well, bitch, do you have an answer? (laughs) Because you called me. I just... I find myself getting rude back. And I'm okay with it. I feel like you should. I don't think that... The customer always right is just a way to gaslight corporations, gaslight their employees um, and allow them to be mistreated. I think it's ridiculous. And I always say something back. Do not play with me. This kind of remind me of my lashing days, but I would literally block clients if I feel like they was doing too much at the appointment or if 
something about being in a service industry, people feel like even though you're doing something for them, they act like you work for them personally, like mm-hmm. st- like you a servant or something, and like you gotta do things exactly how they want them done. Like this is my business, this is how my business is run. And if you don't like that, then you can book with somebody else, baby girl. <laughs> you can get out. I especially hate those people that's rude and they act like they know what they talking about and they be trying to tell you how to do your job. Happens all the time. Like. And that's when I stare at people. That's when I repeat questions back to people so they can hear how dumb they sound. Don't play with me. Because if I don't do nothing else, I'm going to make you feel stupid. Mm, make them feel stupid. I feel that. Yeah, but you know, that's it. <laughs> I'm glad you got that off. Yeah. It helps, see? It does. I feel lighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week I wanted to talk about Cop City. Have you heard of Cop City? I've heard of it, but what is it? So, Cop City is a 90 million dollar militarized police training facility that they are trying to build um in atlanta in one of the areas where it's like predominantly black Mm. first of all 90 million dollars for police i don't want to get into police budgets i don't even want to get into military budgets because it's going to make you sick to your stomach it's going to make you start getting pissed the fuck off that we have so many limited resources in our community, but they put so much of our tax dollars into the police. We don't need a $90 million training facility. First of all, you don't need to hire some people to actually do some psychological testing on these niggas. Matter of fact, defund the fucking police. Defund it altogether. It's ridiculous. Now, apparently, this facility is going to host urban warfare training. What the fuck does that even mean, urban warfare? last time i checked all of the wars were started by white men Mm -hmm. one person getting shot by another person has never been an all-out war y'all gotta stop this isn't a gangster movie it's not real Mm -hmm. life what do we need urban warfare training for what do they think that they're preparing for? Oh, and bomb testing. Because the police bombing? need bombs. That's the last <laughs> thing they fucking need. They can't even think in a moment logically. They can't even stop being scared for five minutes to apprehend a suspect without mm-hmm. killing them. And them being black. The last thing they need is somewhere else to, to do it. Defund mm-hmm. the fucking police. It's getting out of hand. I don't understand. I'm pissed off about it. People are on strike about it. And they've been on strike for months. And I heard about it before. But this was the first time that I really like tried to do some research and find out about it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, you hear stuff and you kind of got to let it go. Because there's nothing you can do or resolve the issue. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's getting closer and closer to them finally trying to break ground. And so, you know, we have to stop this. This is just sick. If they could take that money and, like you said, put it into therapy 
Rehabilitation. Uh, rehabilitation. If they could create some actual training materials that teach them how to... They need a psychology class or something. Because you shouldn't just be training for war. Like, you need to be able to interact with humans and understand human behavior and body language and Mm -hmm. the history of the area, maybe, and the people that you're policing. Like... I feel like nobody should be a police officer if they don't live in that community directly. That's what I think. I think that the if we're going to have police officers, they need to come out of that community. They need to be the ones paying taxes into that community. I feel like we get that a lot where somebody will be living in a whole other town and then they come in to be a police over here bringing that racist shit to the blackest areas and stuff and it's just fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Just go be a police over there with the white people if you're so uncomfortable, you feel so unsafe, we're so deadly. Why mm-hmm. are you coming into our neighborhoods? It's getting kind of crazy. I'm just... Yeah. It was the word urban for me that really like sent me over the edge because it just, to me, it sounded like an attack on black people. Because yeah. what does that mean in in a space of whiteness? What does urban mean? The streets, the blacks, the niggers. <laughs> Not the niggers. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. I think that if you do live in Georgia, this is what we'd be talking about when it comes to who you're voting for. You know what I'm saying? When you have those local elections, people push for funding for these things and so if you're not voting or voting for people whose policies don't align with your values or keeping your community safe you have the power to change that so get out here for real yeah yeah period um oh my god i just realized that i didn't put an affirmation of the week wow hmm hmm Let's see. What is this week's affirmation? This week's affirmation is. I am safe in my feelings. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we discussing this week? On today. We are discussing energy, energy exchange, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like you aware of your own energy? Can you feel it? Um, are you in tune? I don't know if it's energy that I feel, but I am in tune with... <clears throat> My body feeling different. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily energy, though. I think that's just I'm paying attention to how I'm reacting. Yeah, but all of that is energy on a surface level. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like I never really understood or felt for real my energy until I started doing Reiki. Yeah, that changed completely. 
now I can literally feel my energy. And it's so good because it makes you self-aware of like the feelings in your body, what's going on, like you said, how you react to stuff, um, what vibration you at, and you know what I'm saying? Whether you are in a low vibration and you know like, okay, what can I do to stop feeling like this? Mm-hmm. Or whether you're in a high vibration and you want to stay there, so you're going to like, you know, continue to do and interact with things that is going to keep your energy in a good place. Are you an empath? <clears throat> I don't think so. (laughs) You know, I feel like empath is one of those things that recently it's just thrown around a lot. Yeah. And everybody's saying, oh, I'm an empath. No. People confuse empath with introvert, like, or they use the two interchangingly, which they are not the same at all. Mm -hmm. Sure, you can be an introvert and an empath, you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't mean that. Yeah. Just because you prefer to be inside. Okay, why do you prefer to be inside? Do you just like time with yourself alone? Do crowds make you anxious? Like, that doesn't necessarily mean you empath. Yeah. Empath is like really being able to feel your energy, feel the energy of others, the vibration of the environment that you're in, and then feeling that so deeply that it impacts you okay so like say if i go to a concert and then like i can feel the vibe of the people around me you know what i'm saying Mm. or when i'm with you i could feel your energy or whatever sometimes your energy is like get it into my energy i'm like okay is this my energy or her energy or how am i feeling her you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. or even astrologically like the energy of the day or the energy of the planets aligning it's like i feel different Mm -hmm. what is this and then you know looking for a deeper meaning behind it like i feel like that's more like an empath is low-key something you do to me it's not Mm -hmm. just something that you are you know it's like a to me an empath is like it should be a verb like mm-hmm. empath doesn't mean you're empathetic it doesn't mean that you can feel for people or mm-hmm. you know feel bad for people that's not what it means it means like you really feel it yeah so you're an empath yeah I think so I mean I've been told that I am yeah, yeah it's been confirmed confirmed mm-hmm. hmm now I'm just thinking, so energy, does your mood or the shifting of your mood count as like an energy change? Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the same thing, but people don't be aware of it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like your energy changes based off of your feelings. Mm-hmm. Based off of how much your environment is influencing you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when you like... I don't even want to say it's intentional. It can be an intentional thing. But I feel like it's something that's more intuitive. Like it's second nature and it just kind of comes to you. Like you just feel. Yeah. I don't know how to explain <laughs> that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So do you feel like that you are 
at least like aware of your own energy after going through like what I was just saying? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can confidently say that now <laughs> since the mood questioning because I I be aware of how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But I think it stops there as far as like the real energy portion. Like it's mm-hmm. just I can feel what mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's at. Yeah. Um that's so interesting to hear you say that I definitely encourage everybody to receive Reiki and also to learn Reiki Reiki is not something that oh I'm special so I can do Reiki no Mm -hmm. anybody can do it it's really just learning to manipulate your own energy and then as you're I don't, have you, as you become stronger in doing Reiki, as you become more in tune with yourself and more in tune with like the universe, yeah. then you can have the power to impact other people, um, to manipulate the energy in a room, mm-hmm. to transmute energy, which basically means just to create a change in energy. So like, you know, um, one of the things I do with Reiki, I'll like put people to sleep. Sometimes I put you to sleep. I put the kids to sleep all the time. Like, bro, you just need to go to bed. And so I'm going to send them, like, sleepy Reiki energy and put them to sleep. (laughs) I even use Reiki to find things. Like, you Mm -hmm. can sense the energy of the object that you're looking for. And this is, like, a test that anybody could do. Have somebody else hide some stuff from you. And then you literally try and connect with that energy of where is it. And try and find it. So, You'll be surprised how much things I found when I really focused and did it. It'd be lost until the end of time. Um, my Reiki master teacher, Tay, shout out to Reiki Tay. She was telling me about this story one time and how she had like locked her keys in her car or she had lost her key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she lost the key and she couldn't get in her car. And she said it was like, hot as hell outside she was like crossing the main street or something so she felt like that's where she had lost the key she was so pissed off she was searching for hours for the key and basically Mm -hmm. not stranded because she was in a safe area but you know stranded in the sense that she couldn't go nowhere Mm -hmm. and she's like calling her home girl like pissed off venting and her friend is like hey are you dead ass and she's like you literally could use reiki and find this And she was like, what the fuck? Like, it just wasn't second nature to her yet. And she said as immediately when she used Reiki, she fucking found the key. It was like, she fucking found it. That's crazy. It's crazy to think that, like, objects have energy. Oh, and they do. Like, strong enough for you to do that. Everything carries energy. It's almost like a heartbeat or a pulse. Like everything every inanimate object every animal living creature whatever you want to call it is all you know Mm -hmm. doing something so 
I really wanted to focus more on like energy exchange and mm-hmm. like I guess what that means and how to be aware of it. Do you feel like you be exchanging energy with people? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's an energy exchange anytime you're being intimate. Not in a sexual way, the actual definition. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, I think us just sitting here, we're mm-hmm. exchanging energy. I feel like, I mean, yeah. There's definitely a connection that has to be made, but it doesn't always have to be, like, in that situation. You could exchange energy with somebody in an argument. Like, you could be having the best day, and then somebody come and hit you with the bullshit, and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, now you're having a bad fucking day. Now, that person has literally just shifted their energy from themselves to you, because now they got off their chest what they needed to say. They feel Mm -hmm. fine. And you sitting there pissed off, mad, but you was just having such a great day. Yeah. And so that right there is like an energy exchange, you know what I'm saying? Like all the time. And then sometimes we don't realize that we be mirroring our energy of other people and stuff like that. Like when I used to work at Paul Mitchell, I was like trying to understand, like trying to read my boss's energy. But then the more that I thought about it, I felt like we are reflecting the same energy, but for different reasons. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I felt like I started to like really mirror her energy towards me. Mm -hmm. She was giving me passive aggressive, but I would take that transmute it and then just be direct with it. But then I still was giving her like stank energy. It both was stank. (laughs) One of them was just more direct and the other one was like more passive aggressive, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I don't but like that. It's like literally be happening. And then, you know, you impacted, your vibration is impacted and stuff like that. And little things happen to us all throughout the day. And I think that's why it's so important to be aware of your energy, aware of other people's energy, because sometimes you don't have the capacity to take on other people's energy. Mm-hmm. Like, say, if one of your friends is going through something and honestly, you had a long day. You really don't have it in you to listen to them vent or, you know, whatever it is that's going on with them. And so you either don't pick up the phone and say, like, be aware of your energy. Like, I'm low right now. My battery is fucking dead and I cannot pick up this phone. Or you don't listen to yourself and you like, this my friend, let me just pick up the phone just off of instinct. And then your phone get on the phone, she boohoo crying then you didn't got invested into her whole emotions. Yeah, mm. girl, go ahead and just leave that nigga, blah, 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 blah. And then you didn't even have all the energy. Now you uh, really depleted because you're wasting your energy putting it on somebody else. Yeah. And with a lot of times, too, that the energy that you give away is done, okay? They're not going to resolve anything that's going on. It's just gone. You just gave it away. This is why you don't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't answer the phone all the time. And um, 
years ago, certain friends that I have would get offended by that or they'll be like, you don't ever call me or blah, blah, blah. Or I called you three times and mm. all three of those times, baby, I ain't want to talk to you. And it's that I don't want to talk to you. I just know what kind of energy you come in with. And sometimes it's an assumption, but sometimes it's intuitive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, or sometimes it's just your own things. Like, especially I'll be going through stuff. I'll be having mental health issues. I ain't got shit to give to nobody. And so I can't sit on the phone and kiki kaka every day with you. You can probably get that once a month out of me. Like dead ass because, and it's not me being selfish. It's me protecting my energy. Like, yeah. And there'd be a lot. People be coming at you with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you gotta like, it's like you be holding on to their stuff and your stuff at the same time. Yeah. It's too much. It's like really important. And I want to make this a better habit with myself when I'm venting and stuff to people, which I don't do as often as I used to. Um, it's asking people if they have the energy, the space, you know, the capacity mm-hmm. to talk about something that I want to talk about. Or, you know, like when you call somebody be like girl i just had a day but like how was your day do you have the energy to hear about this like just those that simple interaction goes so far and like brings so much to your relationships like both of your vibration is lifted just off of that now they ain't being honest that's on them (laughs) but for real the least courtesy you could do before you unload on somebody is you know ask if they have space yeah yeah thanks i respect that do you think that people exchange energy as soon as they touch each other um it depends i'm gonna say it depends on how open your org field is because some people have a wall up whether that is from trauma whether it's intentional, a wall of protection, um, it really depends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, me, I be on some other shit. So, people ain't going to get to me the same way that they might reach other people. It really depends, I think. Yeah. It's like a case by case. Respect. <clears throat> <laughs> um. Do you think about, like, the different types of energy exchanges? Like, now that we're having this conversation, can you think in your head, like, oh, my God, I was exchanging energy today with this person, that person, that person. And they're, like, in the different, I guess, ways that that comes in our life, like, how it is that we exchanging? Like, friendly energy or, like... Well, I'm not talking about like the emotion behind the energy because that's like totally different and way mm-hmm. deeper than just sensing the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, you know, when people be saying, oh, once you have sex with somebody, you got a soul tie. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, <laughs> a, a sexual energy exchange. Yeah. 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 I don't know the different types. I've heard that. <laughs> you heard me say a million it. times. I feel like people be knowing, but they don't realize, like, I guess what each actual action is. Like in reality, like, oh, I'm exchanging energy. It is something that you have to put into practice to be more conscious of, like your mm-hmm. own energy and other people's energy and stuff like that. 
Like, and then there's like physical exchanges, which could be like, if I gave you Reiki, you know what I'm saying? I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm in your energy while I'm giving you Reiki and I'm giving you energy, which is not necessarily my energy because when you give Reiki, you're supposed to use energy from God. You're supposed to use energy from spirit, Mm -hmm. from the universe to heal people or whatever they need. So if I gave you Reiki, we would be having a physical energy exchange. But that could also be if you went to physical therapy, if you went to go see your doctor, you know, it's just like, to me, that's like physical contact when I say like physical, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I think sexual and physical kind of like overlap each other or whatever, because at the same time, sex is a physical altercation. It's just the emotions behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it like a different type of energy exchange. Yeah. But then there's also emotional exchange which i was talking about like you know you venting to your friend and then taking on their emotions and stuff like that um and then there's spiritual energy exchange what that mean so we are all um humans spirits having a human experience i want Mm -hmm. to like say it right so at all times, our spirit, our soul is being impacted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we have to be kind of feeling the vibes to understand what's going on. But it's like sometimes it be spiritual manipulation or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that's an energy exchange. Like, that show we was watching, and I felt like the husbands was kind of using spirituality to manipulate their wives. Like, they mm-hmm. was having an energy exchange within that. But then also meditating is like a spiritual energy exchange. Whether you exchanging that energy with the universe or say, like, if I'm hosting a meditation class, I'm giving them, like, a spiritual energy exchange. They're giving... They're sending me energy at the same time that I'm sending them energy. Like, that's very spiritual. It's just like your energy on a soul level. Like, it's much deeper. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's more like spiritual energy exchange. And then it's like my least favorite, though, because I feel like it's the most thing that impacts me the most is the mental energy exchange. And it's like I'm a major overthinker. And I know for a fact sometimes my thoughts don't be mine. (laughs) <laughs> like you be reading people's minds um absolutely i read people's minds all the time i didn't realize how psychic i was until i started doing lashes because although you be talking to your clients and stuff sometimes and sometimes they just be quiet sometimes they be sleep but it's like a form of meditation for me so i just be you know lash and just focusing on each lash or like what am I doing and then I can hear their thoughts like or this happened to me all the time with the people that's closest to me every day I say it maybe 20 times a day to you I knew you was gonna say that before you said it mm-hmm. I can literally hear the thought sometimes it feels like it's my inner voice but sometimes it's literally that person's voice like I can hear it Mm. Um, and so like 
it's not on purpose that somebody is sending you their thoughts or anything but it is a thing or even sometimes people could be thinking about you and then you might start thinking about them and you're like why the fuck am I thinking about this person from five years ago that I'm totally over they are not over you baby okay and that's like a mental energy exchange when you put energy into something it has Mm -hmm. to go somewhere where is it going yikes yeah thoughts are manifestations waiting to happen and once the thought becomes a word sentences then that's like even more powerful like we have so much power within us so that's why the intention and just the awareness is important i guess when it comes to like energy exchanges Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah teach us sister shay you feel like i'm teaching you something yeah um when i got my life reading this week i was super excited and the most thing i was dying to know was like okay what is my purpose like what am i supposed to be doing in this lifetime and it's like i already knew Mm -hmm. but i feel so lost in my life and so i just wanted to hear something different like okay maybe i'm not doing the right thing and that's why it's not working Mm -hmm. but that's fucking not true like so it's even more frustrating i don't know i'm gonna have to get into it like when i asked her like okay she said my purpose is to be a spiritual teacher okay Mm -hmm. and so i'm like in my head i'm like okay i'm already doing that though and so she's like well it's up to you how you do that and so maybe i just haven't found my lane in that but like i don't know i just be feeling not confident sometimes you got the knowledge girl you gotta just let it flow through you mm-hmm. don't think about it don't think just go yeah i say it all the time the more connected you are with yourself on a soul level the more you start to remember things not only like from this current lifetime but other lifetimes and if this something you don't believe in reincarnation then you know what i'm saying just that's just not your belief but Mm. that's definitely something that i believe i don't necessarily believe in like heaven or hell i feel like we just keep recycling it's a choice to come back to here it's a choice to be in different realms and different timelines and i feel like our soul is always existing somewhere someplace you know what i'm saying i don't think Mm -hmm. it's like oh you die and you go to rest like no you die and you go to work and then you figure out what's going on with you and contemplate over the lessons that you learned in in that last lifetime and then you fucking sign up and get a new contract and do it again and again and again and again oh child and um i hope i choose to be uh wealthy (laughs) (laughs) trying to see what that be like (laughs) you know i got a reading once and it, it was from the same person in my head the same leader And she told me, if I wasn't wealthy, if I didn't gain the success that like I want to, what is my goals? It wouldn't be because God didn't want that for me or the universe didn't want it for me. It's going to be because I didn't try. And I'm like, girl, I'm trying. (laughs) I feel like that just means like. It's a series of choices, honestly. Trying without fear. Mm hmm. I don't know. I don't know about the fear. I don't 
I don't be that scared to do stuff. It, there's a few things I'm scared to do, like rap. That People just ruin that for me. Understand. So now I'm traumatized. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when it comes to this stuff, I don't have no fears, you know? Maybe when I first started, I might have a fear of what people going to think. But now it's like, I don't care. None of them niggas paying my bills anyways. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your values or your lifestyle or even your spiritual practice doesn't align with everybody. Like I have friends that are Christian. I have friends that are Jewish. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we all have different walks of life and different knowledge that can be shared with each other. It doesn't have to be specific. You don't have to agree with me on everything or believe all the things that I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And two things could be true. So maybe... There is a heaven and a hell. In a different capacity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like we in hell right now. <laughs> I kind of believe that too though. Me and Monty was on the phone earlier. And we was. She said something about 2016. Because it's like literally our favorite year. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her that. I seen on one of my friends. Uh, you know those little things on Instagram story and it's like for you to post a picture but it'd be a prompt and it was like mm-hmm. post an old picture and so I posted one from 2016 and I put on the picture like 2016 my favorite era mm-hmm. and that's so why I was telling my cousin she was like no that literally was the best time like if I could just give up everything I'm doing right now I will go back to 2016 and I was that's like that's crazy I hated 2016 why? I don't know me and my cousin got this mm-hmm. like strange like conspiracy theory that we feel like in 2016 something happened with the space-time continuum and that's why everything is so fucked up now nothing makes sense like i was what i i'm not gonna say i was always happy before that but in 2016 Mm -hmm. i just felt like my life was just in this progressive motion and maybe that was just me being to be around my cousin all the time but it just was such a good year damn i was depressed in 2016 i'm sorry to hear that but the music was amazing. That was a great year for it music. It was a great year for music. music St. Pablo came uh, out that year. I mean... That was when we got Summertime Shootout. But you can't use my phone. Um, I think Anti uh, by Rihanna. I was like... That, that just... Yeah. It was the beginning of influencing. It just was like a magical time. Like crazy. Like, to be in 2016 again, it's like, before there was a such thing as IG baddies. You know what I'm saying? They was just yeah. starting to get off the ground. And now these people have millions of followers. And it's like, actually a job to be an influencer. Like, that was unheard of before. Yeah. I don't know. It just feel like we're living in a different world now somehow. It definitely was a shift, though. What were you doing in 2016? It's always good to reflect, too, on where you was then and now. And it's like... Mm. Hmm, what can I take away from that era in my life? The music. <laughs> the music. That's hilarious. Oh, child, yeah. Um, well, I guess we can get into mental health matters. This week, we just kind of want to talk about protecting your energy. We kind of like barely touched on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for your mental health, it's very important to have some type of ritual whether it is spiritual or um, 
mental or emotional something that grounds you and also protects you you there's some type of practice that you need to be having regularly whether it's prayer or mm. affirmations you know um mm. i i do a bunch of different things what do you feel like the, do you intentionally protect protect yourself and i'm not just saying on a peace level like protect your peace or boundaries i'm saying like energetically protecting yourself i think that i protect my energy by building my energy mm-hmm. like making sure that i'm doing things that i know are gonna put me in a position to not be affected by what's going on outside of me yeah I feel that. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of tools that can be used to practice your energy. And for me personally, I feel like it shouldn't be something that you find on the internet. It should be intuitive to you. Like most of my spiritual practices, I didn't find them out from another person. I didn't read it in the book. I didn't see it on social media. It's just something that came to me and I started doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A ritual or something I noticed that I could feel the shift in my energy after I did that. Like when I take a shower, it's like I'm rinsing off the whole day. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm just removing any energies that don't belong to me or that are not for my highest good. And I will say that like, thank you God for just cleansing my energy and then I also call my energy back to me because I don't need anybody handling my energy, thinking about me, mm-hmm. sending vibes my way. Just call it back every night. I just call it back like, girl, thank you. Give me that back. I'm going to need that for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, And like going to the beach and stuff, like that's why I love going to the beach because the water is so cleansing and so protective. Mm-hmm. You know, I respect it, girl. That ocean water is something. Mm-hmm. It do something to you. <laughs> I feel like it's important to cleanse, and it's important to after you cleanse, go ahead and protect yourself. And like I said, that could just be a prayer. Like, thank you, God, for covering me. Like when I get in my car, I do a visualization. Like I visualize a bubble going around my car and so that I'm safe especially if my situation ain't right (laughs) (laughs) right dirty exactly and it's like really a thing um actually I do that all the time I imagine that there are like different angels just around me mm -hmm. watching God yeah I do that a lot when I'm going to sleep I feel like they are there. It's not like your imagination. You know what I'm saying? You should say yeah. visualize. Like That is low-key the same thing. Like imagining and visualize. I just feel like people use them in a different context. Like imagination is supposed to be like so childish and not realistic. Yeah. But like, yeah, for sure. I do a lot of visualization too. I yeah. do a lot of color therapy. It's like one of my favorite things to do. It's like take notice of like which chakras in me need some aligning Mm -hmm. and then I will meditate over that color to like bring that chakra into alignment that's something that I do to protect my energy and what else do I be doing I love crystals oh that's probably one of my favorite ways like crystal girl 
I used to be crazy about crystals. I kind of fell back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my god, I used to be so into them. I I use crystals when I do Reiki. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't do that. Like when we went to go do the um, retreat, and I mm-hmm. like bought my crystals, and they was like. I just started pulling them out and using them when I needed it, you know, and they was like interested. And then I was like teaching Katora. She's like the other person on our Ricky team. And I was like, you know, the energy, you could feel the energy in a crystal because she's, she's doing Ricky just like me. She could feel the energy in a crystal. And just because you don't know the facts behind something, just because you didn't study it to say like, this is the properties of this crystal. You could feel the energy in it. And you like, okay, so this is what this person needs and you know where they need it at based off of how you feel in the energy in their body. Ricky's just so powerful. That's like, crazy. I literally can't promote it enough. Mm-hmm. Like, book me. <laughs> you want to move into forest bias? Let's do it. I was trying to think of something quick and snappy to say for it, but I don't know. You don't have to say anything if you don't. If it's not there, you know? I just feel it. I feel it in my nuggets. <laughs> my spiritual nuggets. Your spiritual nuggets. <laughs> Sound like a nut sack. <laughs> um, when you say nuggets, that's like immediately what I go to. It's like Well, that's kind of the reference. Oh. Because that was the, the joke mm. in the movie. It's from Surf's Up. For those of you that like animated films... That's a movie that you should watch. It's hilarious. And we should watch it with the kids. You think they'll be into it? Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised by the stuff. I just imagine that Eva's just going to get bored with everything. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about energy exchanges. Me and my daughter is going through it, honey. Yeah. It really hurt my heart the other day when she told me she getting sick of me. I was like. Okay. She's just she's having a time. I don't know what this time is about, but she's having it. Lord. Well, I need some extra protection from her. <laughs> <laughs> this week for Forest Bias, I wanted to talk about a children's book that is written by a kid. Shout out kids. Kids be smart. Kids be smart as hell. Me and Eva actually I want to write a book together. We have an idea, but we haven't put any energy to actually writing it yet. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to tell y'all because I don't need nobody jocking my shit. <laughs> this book is called Thank You, It's an Afro. And it is written by Cassidy Brianna. Okay. Cassidy. Shout she was having some Shout out to her for real. And shout out to her mom because it's the parents that really mold their kids and like um, give them the opportunities to create and to mm-hmm. be themselves and to do something like write a fucking book. Like when yeah. I was a kid, I never imagined a, I imagined a writing a book, but I didn't think it was possible as a kid. I thought that was something you had to wait till you grown up to do. Mm. And that's not even true. Anybody could write a book. You okay? Yeah, that was a. It started up here and then it shifted. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of energy exchanges you on? <laughs> Look like Dr. Doolittle when he started changing into, um, I mean, not Dr. Doolittle, but the Nutty Professor when he started changing into <laughs> the other dude. Like, well, what's going on? This book, um, it was something that they decided to write because 
Cassidy was having issues in school being bullied about her hair, the texture, how it looked. Mm-hmm. And so this, the purpose of this is to educate other people about hair that is Afro texture, mm-hmm. but also for people who do have Afro texture hair, especially kids, you know, to feel validated in who they are and know that you're special, your hair is beautiful, mm-hmm. like, you know, to really embrace your natural hair. Yeah. Which is so important and super exciting. And I feel like no matter what your hair texture is, everybody has things about their own hair. Everybody has insecurities that develop for whatever reason. But it's just really sad. You know, it's like the conversations, especially black women, that we have to constantly keep having about our hair. Now that black women aren't confirming, uh, conforming to be to have relaxers or to always have a hair press. And... It's annoying. You got to deal with it at work. You got to deal with it at school. You got to deal with it at the grocery store. Some random ass bitch trying to fucking touch your hair and shit. It's just weird as hell. What is with that? Like what really... Every time I see something like that or I almost experience it, it just makes me realize that we're still objects to people. Yeah, absolutely. But even more than that, people are just not aware of, like, the microaggressions behind it. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand how it can make somebody feel. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with um, people that are not black. Because it could be anybody. It don't just be white people for real. Mm -hmm. They are not educated about us. They haven't took the time to get to know black people. Because if you have black friends and stuff. You've heard stuff about this or you've had conversations or maybe somebody complained to you and said, oh, it pisses me off when people do this. Like Mm -hmm. when you take the time to be part of a black community, then you'll understand. But um, I was going to say one of my friends, I wish I could remember her TikTok name. She actually just posted a video like a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and she was like leaving out from work and she had like a different hairstyle in. And then one of her coworkers was like, one day you got braids the next day is straight i just love it so much and so she just told her directly she said like that's a microaggression like please don't comment on my hair when i change my hair i don't like that it makes Mm -hmm. me feel uncomfortable and i know everybody don't have an issue with people commenting their hair some people Mm -hmm. do take it as a compliment but other people it's not okay with them and it's wherever you are on a spectrum is okay yeah. And so you should always communicate how you feel if you're uncomfortable in a situation, especially when it comes to your physical person. Like, do not be touching me. Don't be commenting on how I look. That shit's mad annoying. Like, yeah. oh, did your hair grow? Uh, did you get a haircut? Bitch, shut up. Why are you on my hair's dick like this? It's really annoying. And then it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even want to get into it more further because I'm going to take myself off track. We can um, move into really in. My nail got stuck in my hair. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm really excited to talk about this show. And I kind of want to like just touch on it a little bit so we can come back and like really get more into it a little mm-hmm. bit. The Other Black Girl. It's on Hulu. It's really good. I can't figure out what the show is about for me. Because mm. um, there's like this general, it's about 
being black, specifically a black woman in corporate America and just turning it into a thriller experience. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of things in the show that you can pull. Mm -hmm. And I haven't figured out what I'm pulling yet. Yeah. I'm still analyzing the show. I have yet to, you know, really process anything that I like was taken away from it or it maybe, you know, mm-hmm. how that affected my energy. I'm still analyzing um the characters. <laughs> Sorry. That one took me. Today dream me. <laughs> For real. Um there's so much that I could say and think about. There's the main girl who she's from a suburb. She's got a white boyfriend. And mm-hmm. um when the other black girl starts working with her, she was more like Afrocentric. She had braids in her hair. She was like wearing a certain style of clothes and she wasn't mm-hmm. trying to conform, you know what I'm saying? And I think that made her question her blackness. So that was interesting to me, but it's like also interesting how your background can create the environment, your future environment. Like her being from a suburb area and then being attracted to white men. Was she from the suburbs? Yeah, she was like from the suburbs of Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's making sense. <laughs> <laughs> that was so interesting to me. And then the other thing that was really interesting to me is when the narrative shift, and I won't get too much into the, mm-hmm. that. But I wanted to question, like, okay, so is this about black women being othered or, you know, grouped in the same box? Or is this now, are they gaslighting us? I feel like it's about how we, even in Shorty seeming more free, Mm -hmm. it's still about how... We change ourselves or not change ourselves, but chase certain goals and certain dreams and present ourselves a certain way to elevate Mm -hmm. in the world, like not just in corporate America, but like going to college, getting a degree, um, going after certain jobs, speaking a certain way, like holding back and not being direct. I feel like it was doing all of that. Yeah. It's definitely a lot to take away from it. I especially recommend this show if you're a woman, period. Because there's it's a diverse cast. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody could get something from it. I think everybody can find a character that they relate to. But I think Mm -hmm. more from an educational standpoint, it's really important. I feel like if you're a woman, you should definitely watch this. But anybody could enjoy it. I especially enjoy the like creepy aspect of it, the mm-hmm. thrillerness of it. That shit gets me off. So, and it's not really scary. No, nah. it's funny. Actually, I can't do scary stuff. So if I'm watching it, anybody can watch it. I can't handle that scary shit. <laughs> it's not for me. Who is some scary shit, y'all? <laughs> But for real. Yeah. And we wanted to talk about a couple of movies that are coming out. What is this? September 29th. They both come out. Hmm. 
Um, one of them is Heist 88. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So, my homeboy, Courtney Vance, is like the star of this movie. And it's like based off true events. Mm. Um, I think they're in, it's based in Chicago. Of course, the city of scammers. <laughs> uh, Courtney Vance's character is like known for being this guy that can convince anybody to do anything. So talk about energy manipulation. Right. He gets these young adults. I can't tell if he's related to any of them. I'm assuming not. Um, but he gets these young adults to rob a bank that I think they all work at or some of them work at. Mm. Um and yeah. That's pretty much what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to see it. It looks like a real cool, exciting movie. I'm especially interested that it was co-produced by him and his wife, Angela Bassett. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like anything Angela Bassett does is on fire. She has an amazing eye. So I want to see it and see what it is. I feel like it especially interests me because it was a predominantly black cast and mm-hmm. that's important to me because i don't be liking watching white people shit all the time i actually be getting so triggered nowadays and i don't know what it is maybe it's just the social climate maybe it's the mm-hmm. interactions that i have with white people in real life but i do not be wanting to see that shit on tv when i'm trying to be entertained or relaxed yeah please put me on some black shit immediately yeah it looks good and honestly if you put courtney vance in something you got me for 30 minutes make it happen 30 minutes yeah <laughs> like when you give it something a chance mm-hmm. you know okay. you got me for 30 minutes if courtney is there i like that i'm gonna start saying it <laughs> you got me for 30 minutes sometimes you got me for five depending on who it is because like some people you like but they don't really be in good movies mm. so it's like all right you got five minutes to reel me in I'm, like, just applying this to real physical relationships, not even, like, movies in my head. I'm just thinking about, like, real people interacting with real people. Like, yeah, you can get five minutes. I think in real life, I don't even be giving people five minutes. No, you don't. Like, when we be at the store or something, you don't have no time. We go out. Come here for that. You don't conversate. I don't know. You got to be giving me the vibes right, like, at work. Certain people, as soon as I saw them, nope. Not as soon as you saw them. You can tell. You can tell when you're not going. Yeah, you can tell when it's not going to be right. I think you are more aware of people's energy than you think you are. Like, maybe it's just not intentional yet. Yeah. Yeah. The other movie we want to discuss is Story F. This actually did pique my interest. I, I'm i kind of over the movies about inner city kids trying to get out of the streets. But I this one looks pretty on. good. I'm not going to lie. This one looks pretty good because of the art aspect, which makes me want to... It pulls me in. <laughs> <laughs> you had the body movement with that one. You was moving your body too. I was following you. <laughs> you were leading that dance. <laughs> Girl. Um... I'm trying to like, 
I guess like come up with the synopsis of what this movie about. So there's this kid. He's like stuck between two worlds. He either could get more invested in gang and street life. Mm-hmm. And he's like doing graffiti and shit. But he's a very talented artist. And so one day he finds himself in a situation ready to do a really bad thing. And mm-hmm. the person that he tries to do that bad thing to calls them out, calls them out holds them accountable, and then shows up in their life as a mentor Mm -hmm. to, like, at least see that there's another life out there for you. I feel like it irritates me because this storyline only be placed in the hood on black people or people of color. Mm -hmm. But, like, in, um, what's that show we used to watch with the kids that was trying to find a roller rink money? Mm, on my block yeah and like caesar couldn't get out the gang like they always doing that shit but this could apply to everybody like every person has these moments in regular situations where you have conflicting things and you have to make a choice that really will alter your life and your lifestyle and it just annoyed me a little bit just that this is where it gotta always go with some gang gang shit like yeah i'm not really into the storyline because I've seen this movie a million times. Mm-hmm. We all saw Coach Carter. <laughs> like, we don't need another movie about this. But I guess this is more of a generation thing. Mm-hmm. For the new kids on the block, I guess. Yeah. Well, we are going to get into the music of the week. Um... This week, we're not going to so much get into, like, what's coming out or what we listening to. But Apple Music just dropped the 23 playlist. Mm-hmm. Every year, Apple does. It'd be like 2023, 2022, 2019 mm-hmm. playlist. And they categorize 100 of the most listened songs and put them into a playlist. Mm-hmm. But, like, your individual. Yeah, your individual music that you listen to regularly. Yeah. I think Spotify does something to this too. I gotta be honest, I'm not a Spotify fan. I know a lot of people are. I know a lot of people have playlists. But my home is that Apple music and so mm-hmm. if you don't have Apple music, sorry to that man, okay? I don't know what to yeah. tell you. I secretly wanna make my way over to Spotify just because they're doing some cool things over there, but I know if they doing stuff, Apple's gonna eventually make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like they're Adding a feature, Spotify's adding a speech a feature where you can not only share a playlist with somebody, but y'all can both edit the playlist. Can't you do that now on Apple Music? Mm-mm. I can share a playlist with you, but you can't edit it. I can't add you on like a Pinterest board. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. I think that's cool, but I also don't want to be editing playlists with people like, this is my playlist. Well, I mean, you choose who you... (laughs) I mean, I I don't want to share a playlist with nobody. Like, that's weird. Like, why did you delete that song? You know? I just feel like that's goofy. I don't know. Okay. I don't see the value in it. I don't see the value in that. I think it's a really dope feature, especially if you have, like, music friends or... If you want to do something cute, which I don't know anymore. <laughs> we make playlists for each other all the time. That's not the problem, but it's like, 
I put the intent behind those songs. These is the songs for the playlist. I don't need you moving them around, deleting them, fucking up the feng shui. No, I just don't get it. Okay. I do think, I think that Spotify and Apple are really similar. I think Spotify is just better at branding. Apple does not put a lot of money into marketing for like Apple Podcasts or mm-hmm. Apple Music because if you're an Apple user, nine out of 10 times, you're going to be using those platforms anyways. Yeah. So a lot of people, I don't know like what is the calculation on how many people might have like an Android versus how many people have an iPhone, but so many people have iPhones where they don't have to do all that extra shit. Mm-hmm. Spotify is an app. It's not a phone program. So they got to do all that extra stuff. They got to come in with the funky colors and the, the slideshows for your 2023 playlist. And you know what I'm saying? I get it. The branding's yeah. cool. It's just not for me. I don't want to have to leave my phone, essentially. Because, like, it's another app you got to download to do something that you could already do on the other app. True. It I can't do- even move my playlist over. I got to search for the songs again on Spotify. It's too much. It all depends on what you into, what you want from your service. It's like... If you decided to pay for title, like mm-hmm. people go to different places for different things, title offers different information and features over there too. So, yeah. and I feel like different record labels and stuff have different footings in with different platforms and stuff like that. So that makes a huge difference based off like Apple Music would be like working with Meg The Stallion and like Spotify be working with Drake, you know. Mm-hmm. But Drake's just done stuff with Apple Music too, so it just really depends. I really want to talk about our individual playlists. First, what's on your top three? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what did you think your number one song was going to be before you looked at the playlist? Um, I honestly didn't know because I didn't know how far back it was going. <laughs> even though it clearly says 23. <laughs> I didn't know, like, where was it taking me, like, mm-hmm. and how was it judging? Because a lot of this is, like, stuff that was on playlists. Mm-hmm. So if I play the playlist, the song is going to play. But I'm not playing that song. But you are playing that. You're listening to that song because you're listening to the playlist. Right. But it's not like you went to search that song and hear that individual song. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like how it works. I actually enjoy the Apple Music algorithm. I listen to the My Playlist all the time. I just click it. Mm. And it's based off of the music I listen to. Then they'll recommend certain artists or certain songs or just stay in this bubble of music that I usually listen to. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, they throw in new songs or something you ain't ever heard. And then you can get exposed to new music. And I enjoy that. Um, I don't know what I thought my number one song was going to be. Honestly, because in my mind, I feel like I didn't listen to that much music this year. I think year. yours got numbers beside it. Yours don't? No. Damn. Am I on the same thing? Go all the way up? Yeah, yours say 23. I mean, do it matter that it got a number? It's still 100 songs either way you slice it. Oh, yeah. Well, my top three. Rich Flex, Drake and 21, Red Ruby the Sleeves, Nikki. And Pound Town too. <laughs> Featuring Nikki. No surprise here. That's funny. 
I honestly thought you was going to have some renaissance on your top song three as much as you been going hard for a week after week after week in the music of the week. But it's like the last couple of weeks. Like it's making its way. Mm-hmm, up but, there, but it's not up there yet. Yeah. I feel you. That's crazy. What's your top three? My top three is Heated by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow Two by Glorilla featuring Cardi B. Classy. And In Her Mood by I Spice. Mm-hmm. I said in the Chicago accent. That's what you ever was? hear people in Chicago say her? They say ha. Huh? Um, it's like very off-putting. Chicago people are very country sounding. Well, I mean, a lot of their ancestors did make their way up. Okay. Yeah, it just be throwing me off every time I hear it because people talk. Even people here, every time I hear somebody talk, it's like, why do you sound like you from? the boonies or something like yeah that's a real midwest thing though for real it is um i wanted to know was there anything on the playlist that you were surprised to see there like i really was bumping this a hundred songs seem like a lot but if you listen to music the way we listen to music if you're just a music kind of sewer you enjoy it you enjoy finding your music you enjoy interpreting it and hearing it then a hundred songs is not a lot of songs at all um, it's some songs I was surprised to see just because I know that I didn't listen to them a lot. Like, um, For the Kids by Kids at Play. It's actually a really dope song. Um, that's pretty up there on your list. I feel like. Right. But the fact that, I don't know, I would be really interested to see. The actual method of mm-hmm. how these songs get up here. But I know that it's mostly playlists because of these songs. Mm-hmm. So. I was not surprised by any of the individual songs. But I feel like I was more surprised by the genre of music that was majorly on the playlist. Mm-hmm. I thought that I was more of an R&B girl. But like apparently that is not true because it's giving all the girls okay and mostly a lot of rap like a lot of rap music on my playlist like i i was kind of shocked yeah definitely a rap girl but the r&b is hidden yeah you know see what type of time i'm on mm-hmm. well uh what are you making time for this week you're <laughs> <laughs> bringing it up um, not doing too much, but doing just enough. Not just enough. Doing what's actually going to get me where I want to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't been actively putting action to certain things. Same. I definitely want to spend this week reflecting and planning. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I don't know why I'm having <laughs> an empty burp. I'm probably hungry. I want to like, I don't know, like really try and figure out what it is that I'm trying to do or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And make a plan for it. 
because otherwise I just in this circle of nonstop overthinking, which turns into stress. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I really just want to like take some time to process, okay, what could I do and, you know, to get me where I want to be right now? Like, essentially kind of what you're saying, but yeah, I really want to put a, a plan in place, like take some action. Dreams. It's not as hard as it may seem. It's a little hard. Yeah, it's challenging. There will be challenges. Let's say that. I don't want to say it's challenging to follow my dreams, but there are challenges on the road to doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) without further ado, I've I've got got time. time.